today, Planet Earth, Michael Litton, the last DJ. That is the guy that my buddy Peter Perkins is talking about in that intro. Thank you, Pete, for that. Super stoked today, broadcasting from the DRS ATL studio right here in Roswell, Georgia. And we have a guest, Lauren Lee, a mezzo-soprano singer and voiceover artist from Cape Town, South Africa, you all. She's a graduate of the Cape Music Institute and was voice coached by the amazing Amanda Lutz. I think I'm probably screwed that up. But at any rate, so we've got Lauren Lee coming to us all the way from South Africa. How cool is that? Lauren Lee, welcome. Thank you, Michael, for having me. I love the whole introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I said in the run-up, even a blind squirrel once in a while. And I, I butchered the Amanda, to, and you, you say her last name for me. Amanda Light. It's it's Afrikaans, so yeah, yeah it's Amanda Light. Yes, yeah, I love it. And you, uh, you're about six hours, six seven hours ahead, ahead of us. Um, you. We're at, I'm, I'm. We. I don't need to do the math, but it's what is after two. Oh, two. Okay. Yeah. And it's yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Very yeah. cool. <laughs> We're so stoked to have you on the show. And for your gap or your um, your fans who are growing uh, leaps and bounds and legions that may not or probably are not familiar with Ride the Vibe, the way we roll the show is we like to suggest they get a beverage of their choice because this is a podcast. And in the studio, we're featuring a product called Drinkmate which is the Carbonate Anything Drink Maker. So you can get yourself off of sugared beverages and sparkle up your water or whatever else you want um, and sit back in a comfortable environment. In uh, Georgia here, we're getting close to being able to be out on the floats on the water and uh, listen to the show. And the way we roll the show is we're going to play three of your songs just a couple minutes because we want to tease the audience up to go find it and buy it, et cetera, so you can make some money. And then we're just going to chat about all things uh, related to the, the songs. So how's that sound, Lauren Lee? No problem. That, that sounds good. Cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Well, I talked uh, about that we want to cue up the first song, To Womb It May Concern. What a great uh, title. Mm -hmm. Talk about your experience with your son, who's now four, Luca, uh, and, and the genesis yeah. of that song, and then we'll cue it up. Okay, no problem. So, um, to whom it may concern, like you said, it's, it's a very smart title, but I can't take all the credit for that. Um, like many artists, I would assume, um, I like working in groups. Yeah. And I, the, how the concept came about or how the name came about, it, it's all thanks to um, my co-writer, Angelo Bagley from The Heat Bag. Okay. Um, he's a brilliant writer. So, we've worked together previously because he's a a pianist as well. Um, but one day I was like, I need a new co-writer. And because I have this idea and I don't know how to get it out yeah. because I need people to work with me because I feel like that sparks more and more creative ideas. Sure. And then I just went to him. I'm like, okay, Angelo, this is my concept. This is what I want to write about. He's like, no problem. I promise you a week later, we were back um, at his studio and we were working on the song. Mm. That's how quick and mm -hmm. how quick he writes. Um, but the, the story behind the song is, um, it's a love letter to my son. Yeah. 
Yeah. And like with all my other songs that you're going to play, it's it's all love letters. I call my songs love letters, or specifically these three, mm-hmm. and it is written to different people. Uh-huh. So in this case, it was written to my son. I know it took me quite a while to actually write the song, yeah. but so many things has happened. Yeah, well, you're a little <laughs> that busy it raising so his son. Long, yeah. Eh? yeah, I was, yeah, and not just... Um, a newborn, but a, 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 a newborn that was born prematurely. Premature, yeah. So, yes, so what had happened was um, I just went, I had a normal pregnancy in the beginning, all excited because I'm going to be a first-time mom. My yeah. husband and I were excited and the family was excited as well. Um, and um, going for all our checkups. And this specific checkup was my 32-week checkup. Mm-hmm. And the, the OB was like, oh, no, but something's wrong. Your blood pressure is very high and you have protein in your urine. And I knew immediately what it was. Mm-hmm. And with those two, it's it's called preeclampsia. Right. I was like, how in the world did I get preeclampsia? And yeah. I just, I won't forget that moment. I just started shaking and crying. I'm like, how is this even happening? Because mm. um, at the time I was 25, I'm like, how does this happen to someone that was never it was never sick? Yeah. And yeah, I'm a, you know, they like they might deliver the the baby at 32 weeks. Yeah. But luckily for me, they they like kind of prolonged it. But in that time, I switched hospitals. Yeah. Um. I I don't regret it at all because where we ended up was perfect because they focused a lot on premature, premature. birth yeah. and that we we were just uh, it was a perfect hospital to be at and so. And then, um, yeah. So what was it? What what preeclampsia did to me? Um, it it weakened my heart. So mm-hmm. the normal person on a normal basis, your heart has to be or your heart rate has to be between sixty and eighty, and mine was forty something. Oh my which God. that was it was very weak. Yeah. yeah, on the ECG scan, it showed it was it was there, but. And I had water on my lungs and high blood pressure. All of this for a 25 year old. I'm like, really? Why am I going through this? So, um, and when my son was born, they just, because it was obviously an emergency C-section. And they just showed him to me. Mm. I never got that moment where I could hold my son. And, you know, I never had that. I only got to see him two days after he was born and my husband had to wheel me yeah. in a wheelchair to go and see him because I was still so swollen that I couldn't walk properly. Yeah. And it's, it was so traumatizing. But in that moment, I was just grateful that I was fine. I'm alive. Yeah, my true. son is there. Nothing was really wrong with him. He didn't need oxygen like in like all the other babies mm-hmm. that were laying there. Mm-hmm. He was breathing on his own. So it was a lot that I, I could be grateful for. Yeah. But in that moment, I also didn't know how sick I was yeah. until, I, until a doctor had to explain to me, you know, this and this, and you have to use this medication for six months. And luckily, luckily enough, um, I wasn't put on it permanently because that happens in some yeah. cases. Yeah. And to forward the story, um, I was like, okay, it's already difficult to be a, a first-time mom. Sure, But sure. being a first-time mom to a premature baby, I feel like that's on, a, on another level. Because oh, you, first of all, you're not fully prepared to be a mom, yeah, first of all. Right, Secondly, right. now I have a premature baby. What do I do? Yeah. And you know what? Everyone was like, because only the grandparents and the parents could see the baby. So no other relatives could see him yeah. or come into where he was. And... um. Then they will look at me. They're like, are you keeping him? Are you taking him out of the NICU? Because yeah. we had to take him out 
to obviously feed him. Yeah. And then I'm like, yes. They're like, he's so small. I'm like, yes, but he's my baby. I have to keep him. I wasn't afraid yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. I feel like that, like they say, the mom instinct kicks in sure. and that's exactly what happened. Sure. I wasn't afraid at all. I was just like, okay, so when is he going to grow? Yeah. When can we go home? <laughs> Well, you're, you're, you're hitting uh, so many points that all parents of premature infants, you know, go through. It's such a, it, yeah. I, I've had it, or I've heard it described by a speaker at a conference that I attended. Uh, you know, it's like you're packing to go to Hawaii. And then the pilot comes on the plane and says, you know, we're being diverted to uh, Antarctica. And you're like freaking yeah. out because everything is turned upside down. You know, you'd packed for warm weather and now you're going, the, the whole experience is just so shocking. And God bless you yeah. for that. And little Luca and, yeah. and Hayden. Well, let's queue up yeah. to Woman May Concern, if we could, Wahid. I was excited to meet you and become your mother. Not as much as you, though. You didn't want to wait that long. You must have been dying to me. You could crank it up just a titch for me. I need you as much as you need me. Feels like I know you. That's cool. Beat there. That is Lauren Lee singing <laughs> to whom it may concern a love letter to her now four-year-old son, Luca, who was born at 32 weeks, premature infant. And Lauren, uh, got to give a shout out to your fantastic UK-based uh, manager, David Gummers, for connecting the two of us. And <laughs> yeah. I shared with David, I'm, I, I'm not quite sure whether he found Ride the Vibe, the podcast, or whether he found the Foundation for Premature Infants that I founded. But uh, either way, I shared with him and want to share with you now on the podcast that the Foundation for Premature Infants would be honored to donate $1,000 to the hospital where Luca was born uh, for continuing uh -huh. education for the clinicians. And we'll, we'll talk offline about how we can make that happen, but we, we would be honored to be able to do that. 
Wow. Thank you so much. Well, it's a blessing to have you on the show. And the song is uh, fantastic. And I think, you know, there's in the United States, uh, there are about three, I think 3.5, maybe 4 million uh, babies born prematurely every year. And the number is, of course, mm-hmm. much, much greater uh, all across the planet. And I, I, I know this song will resonate with all parents that face that difficult journey. So God bless you for mm-hmm. writing it and putting it out there. And David Gummers, thank you so much. David says of you, Lauren Lee, and to, uh, give me your comments on this. He says, you are, uh, I am polite, punctual, and very good with learning lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say I'm good with learning lyrics, but I can forget it very, very easily. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can, Wahid and I can certainly attest to the fact that you're very punctual and we appreciate that so much. And talk a, <laughs> talk a little bit about your husband, Hayden uh, Van Reed, who uh, is a musician in his own right and uh, went through the journey with you. How did, how did he yeah, hold so, up? Okay, so before I get into that, so yeah. Hayden is actually the producer of two of these songs that you are playing. Yeah. So To Whom Would My Concern and Want Your Love. So okay. I get to work with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. So we get to work with each other as husband and wife. Yeah. Um, so... Yes, he is a, a producer yep. himself and a qualified sound engineer. Yep. So but if I struggle with things technical with technical things, I know who I can run yep. to because yep. he knows what he's what he's doing. Yeah. And when we get to work together, I have to switch off and realize that we're not husband and wife in that moment. Right. right. <laughs> we are we are colleagues, but sometimes I can't switch off because I get really upset. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's sure. funny. I get so upset, but yes, he is he's brilliant at what he does. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes he doesn't get a lot of credit for what he does. But, yeah. you know, I always remain give credit where it's due. That's why I love working with him because he's quite, not because he's my husband or, or I'm being biased in yeah. any way. He is a very humble guy, willing yeah. to help anyone. I love it. That is willing to work hard because yeah. <laughs> he gets at me. If I just, if I'm just a tad lazy, he's like, "You need to, you need to brush up. <laughs> you need to start." Eh? I'm like, "Yes, I know. We always, we always have not the argument, like our differences when it comes to yeah. um, working on projects because he's so passionate about about yeah. what he does. He's like, and it has to be perfect. He's a perfectionist in those areas where it comes to music. He's like, there needs to be a storyline. There needs to be this. I what do you it. want with this? I There's like, he's very, very, very particular when it comes to <laughs> music because he says people don't, he's like, people need to take music serious. Sure, it's not just sure. singing or producing. There is a structure to it. Yeah. There's not just about coming on the stage. He's like, you need to know what you're going to do and you need to know what you're going to talk about. So that is just Hayden in a nutshell when it comes to good music. Good for Hayden. Well, I'm a sucker for a good love story. How'd y'all meet? What's the what's the backstory? <laughs> so we met in a band. Ah, we both, okay. um, yeah. he was a drama because he's a drama as well. Yeah. So he was a drama in the band and I was the vocalist. Yeah. And as they say, <laughs> we we started out as as bandmates and yeah, started yeah. out as friends. Uh-huh. We started, you know, it, it went on, it went on, and now we're married and we have a son. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, and you are the uh, oldest of three siblings. Are your siblings musical? Or is it in the family? It's definitely in the family. So um, my brother is a good... So 
He's a good graphic designer yeah. and he can play, he plays instruments as well and writes music. Yeah. My sister is a dancer ah. and she can sing. She can sing if she wants to, but she doesn't really like it as much as she likes dancing. Right. And then my little sister, she can also, um, I think she's, she's, she'll be nine. So we, we see what, what her interest will be. Yeah. But I think I'm the only one that took it as a, uh, professional career yeah. they all know they can do artistic things sure. but it's not their first or their main thing so i think i'm the only one that did so in my entire family because wow. everyone in my family from my dad's side are so talented mm. they can either sing dance play mm. instruments or do all of it so i am blessed to have grown up in a family like that i promise when we all get together the whole oh family we will just start singing in different harmonies and it will be so beautiful just to be together and just do that. Well, well he yeah. and I want an invitation to come and visit y'all. <laughs> so, so Lauren Lee, I've, I've talked to a lot of musicians over the five years and, and many have said that they literally came out of the womb with that talent. Is that, is that what you, is that the, the case with you or did you grow into it because of the family? Um, I'm trying to think of when I started, like, I think I was about five and I had to sing because I come, I have a, a, um, I started singing in church because mm -hmm. my grandfather was a pastor and all his kids played instruments. So all of us had to be involved in church. Sure, sure. Um, so I was five. I remember I sang something in Sunday school. We had a production. Yeah. That's the, the earliest yeah. or yeah, the youngest age that I can remember mm -hmm. singing. But I remember I was 12 and I, I, I promised I didn't want to sing at all. Mm. I was like, let me just do spiritual dancing in church. I don't want to do the singing business. Yeah, yeah. And well, I always say this, I feel like music chose me mm. because I did I wasn't really that interested. I think I knew I could hold a note. Yeah. But at 12, I was like, you they said you're gonna sing in church every Sunday, practice. Yeah. And my family was, especially my uncle. He was the choir director. He's like, if I don't sing properly, they would like, you know, go at me. Yeah, you need to yeah. sing right. So it was kind of drilled into me. And Were you I shy? Think I was it shy was, that you didn't want to sing in front of people? Was that, or was it? I don't even know. I just, I, I, I just, I wasn't interested, I would say. Ah. But when I was 12, I had to sing in church yeah. in front of everyone so i wasn't shy anymore mm -hmm. obviously you do get nervous whenever you sing sure. um and then i didn't and when i had to now decide what am i going to do with my life after school yeah uh, then i'm like okay i worked for three months at some company yeah and then I told my dad, you know what? No, I actually want to go and study music. You need to pay for it. That's exactly how I said it to you. I'm like, you need to pay for it. Oh, good And for I you. need to go and study. Yeah, so I was like, it's just fair. Let me go and try this out and yeah. see how it works. So 10 years, yeah, 10 years later, and I'm still doing, doing music. Fantastic. Wow. That, yeah. That is too cool. And your uh, <laughs> your influences, uh, little Whitney Houston, some Brian McKnight, Jill Scott, and yeah. uh, yes. And today uh, <laughs> is we got to give a shout out. It's uh, James Brown's birthday, the the late great Godfather hey. of Soul, the hardest working man in show business. So you have that kind of yeah. rhythm and blues soul yeah. kind of background, yes. as I understand. Yes, is that I right? Do. Yeah, that's the only. I think. 
besides gospel music, yeah. um, the only music I heard at home was <laughs> yeah. a bit of Whitney and Brian McKnight, yeah. like uh, I think mostly R&B, yeah. and a bit of Mariah Carey, but mm-hmm. Brian McKnight was very evident in the house. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, they, you know, I just watched the documentary on Whitney and fantastic. I mean, a voice of a generation, unbelievable. Yeah. Well, cool. We ought Definitely. to queue up, uh, speaking of music and your music, Want Your Love. Now that's, I believe, a love letter to yourself. Do I have that that, that right? Yeah, that correct. Yes. Very cool. Correct. Wahid, if we could cue that up. Want Your Love. letter to ourselves and the last dj certainly needs that as well talk about that track that was from your 2000 that was the second single from 2018 do i have that right lauren you have it you have it correct yes that that is a single i released in 2018 yes yeah so so you want me to explain why i went yeah and wrote a song to myself yeah just talk about that that's i'm so curious (laughs) yeah so growing up, um, I don't know, I feel like I would always say I see it with my son where kids are very confident beings. They are so confident and they're very honest. Yes. <laughs> so I feel like once the only time a child becomes less confident is when someone breaks their confidence, yes. you know, and I feel like that happened to me when I was younger, you know, or I just became conscious, you know, of the way you look, my hair is not like that onesie, my nose is some, like, you know, those type of things. So I feel like I was never confident and not a lot of people knew that because Mm. I would, 
I would hide it mm-hmm. in the sense of I'm a bubbly person. I can speak to anybody. Yeah. I crack some jokes now and then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I would sing, you know, so no one would really know like what, what I was thinking, how I was feeling until you get to know me and I open up because I can, I can be an open book as well. Mm-hmm. So once I start sharing with people how I feel, they'll be, they'll be like, are you serious? You don't come across as that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, no one knows what you go through once you go to bed or when you're alone with your thoughts, sure, right? Sure. So I that's when I decided, you know what? Because in I feel still in this time, in this day, I doubt myself. Mm. I compare myself. And I feel like it's much worse now because we have social media. Mm-hmm. But that's mm-hmm. another story. Yeah, it's you comparing all the time. Yeah. So I feel like we we never know that. Yeah, so the reason why I wrote the song is because um, even though I, I still have those moments of doubt, I know that in that song, I tell myself, look here, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to love yourself before you can give love to anybody right, else. Right. You need to love your flaws. You need to be okay with whatever it is mm-hmm. because you are you are alive and you are well and you are breathing. You are here for a purpose and a, a unique reason. Gift to, but a, God's unique gift to the planet. Exactly. Each one is here for their purpose, but I feel like those those words or those voices come and creep in and mm-hmm. where self-doubt comes in. So I'm like, you know what? Even though I don't believe it all the time, I'm just going to go and write a song to myself yeah. and know that, you know, those words that I wrote, it's for me. And then yet again with the song, with the song process, I had co-writers yeah. and I had to explain my concept to yeah. to. Sorry to this guy telling him, look, this is what I want. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm going through. So I had to be vulnerable in order for the song to be what it is um, now. So a lot of people will just vibe to the song thinking it's it's about a guy. But actually, yeah, yeah. it's about it's about myself. It's If you listen to the words, it's yeah. like wanting good things for yourself and... There's a line in the so- in the song that says breaking me down every time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're breaking ourselves down sure. before someone else yeah. even gets to do it. Right. You right. doubt yourself and you just feel insecure about so many things. So I well, just I want the, to I shake l- those things off, you know? Yeah, I love the title because the title c- could be construed as, you know, wanting love of someone else, right? Yeah. Want your love, but the love of self is so powerful right and we i think probably we are our own worst critics in in many cases yeah (laughs) that's the truth yeah i just wish we could think differently and just you know value ourselves and know that we are fine the way we are but then again (laughs) we're human beings (laughs) well what a great song for all of us you know to resonate to and and appreciate and get around etc well, we are going to take just a short break here to support the sponsor that's near and dear to my heart that we referenced early in the show, which is the Foundation for Premature Infants. And then we're going to be right back having a great conversation with Lauren Lee, mezzo-soprano singer out of Cape Town, South Africa. We'll be right back, y'all. The number of premature infants born in the United States each year, 380,000. That's 9.8% of the total births in the U.S. The Foundation for Premature Infants' mission is to advocate for the right of all premature infants to be cared for in a developmentally supportive and age-appropriate manner. Our vision? 
is to ensure that Premature Infants Bill of Rights is the standard of care for all babies born prematurely 24 hours per day, 365 days per year on all shifts in every neonatal intensive care unit throughout the world. Please consider making a donation by visiting us on Facebook, Foundation for Premature Infants, or at our website, foundationforprematureinfants.org. We are back on Rod the Vibe, Michael Litton, the last DJ, having a great conversation with Lauren Lee. And Lauren, I want to touch on, you did a project, Woman to Woman. Talk about that and uh, how that thing just blew up on social media. (laughs) Yeah, everyone wants to know about that. Yeah. (laughs) Because the funny thing is, it's been, that was, that video was released, we were, um, we were featured on Expresso in 2017 and it's still still going viral. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so with that, we never meant for it to go viral yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> it was just us. Uh, if Yeah, it was just us, you know, putting on uh, um, songs mm-hmm. to promote our show or our production that we had. Yeah. And that specific song was just a segment. <laughs> yeah. Just a small segment in the show and that's, that just blew up. We did not expect it at all. What do you think? But there was a lot of... What do you, tri- what do you attribute it? I mean, what, what do you think resonated with people? Because it had almost like 40 million plus views, right? And counting. Yes. Um, I think a lot. we got a lot of backlash from certain people because they didn't understand that it was actually a parody. Uh-huh. And what it was basically... At, so, um, at... How the how our director explained it at the time is like how yeah like our colored girl so we refer to ourselves as coloreds right yeah our colored girl would say to a guy get out yeah <laughs> that was basically it <laughs> so in in Afrikaans we yeah. would say stop lungs like <laughs> to the left <laughs> and the director was uh, you say his name because I'll butcher it remember her name hers or her name. Jermaine Barrero Lloyd. Yes. Okay. Yeah. She she was brilliant. Yeah. Like she literally took. Yeah. So we weren't the first cast to do it. Yeah. We were the third cast and it went viral with us. I uh, think social media was just big the time. Yeah. That time when we did it, you know. Okay. But it was it was great. Um, at first I was ashamed. I'm like, no, no <laughs> people knowing me for this song. And then you needed but to then... play your song, Want Your Love, to be not ashamed, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was a cool journey. I promise you it was a cool journey. And right. the way the girl, we met, um, we were just literally put together for a production. All thanks to David. We were put together for production. So David managed myself and uh, Felicity at the time. And then we just wanted another girl to do the show with us. And we got Andre. Yeah, we got her. And then the three of us just did well. We rehearsed. We rehearsed the vocals alone. We rehearsed three months before the the show, before we met with the band. But it was so good um, to the point where... The band just needed to know their stuff because we knew what we were doing and we had, it was a full on production where we had dances. We ourselves had to dance. It was just a nice production. I feel like if you could do it again, it will be amazing. And then out of that whole production, yeah. <laughs> um, to the left came Wow. came out and it went big yeah. and we got so much work from that as a group. Yeah, but sadly, we aren't yeah. a group. We aren't a group anymore because ah, okay. each of us were individual artists before right, right. woman to woman. Yeah. So it's right. Yeah. So it just it just worked for that season and it was great. 
Yeah, we even got to do corporates because of that song. Oh, nice. Very. So it led <laughs> yeah. to a lot of good things. And uh, TV At personality Kim Ingalls says of you, uh, how can someone so tiny have such a big voice? What, <laughs> what do you think about that? Yes. Now, I always get that comment. It's not just her. <laughs> um, so um, I think, I, I don't know how it is. I'm in, in, with us, we say I'm five, five. 5.5 yeah. so centimeters or centimeters, something like that. So yeah. I'm not that, I'm not a tall person yeah. and yeah. I'm very, I'm still petite. Yeah. So once I get on this stage, people are always shocked. They're yeah, like, how, how? Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, but that, like, <laughs> I think you could, you look in, at a lot of, I mean, I look at Stevie Nicks or a Pat Benatar or Linda Ron, you know, not very big people. A lot of them tiny and, and with big voices, kind of, kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, you, I uh, just feel like it's a. I understand you have a guilty pleasure for sushi and cream brulee. Those are two nice choices. <laughs> is, yeah. Is that, is yeah. that true? If I, <laughs> it's very true. If I could have. <laughs> like, I, promise, I, I would just wonder, I'd be like, I need sushi and then we have to go and get sushi because I just need it. Crave but it, the funny yeah. thing is, <laughs> I never used to like sushi. The first time I had it when my mom introduced it to me, yeah. I was like, no, what nonsense is this? It doesn't taste nice. Now I'm the one telling her, let's go get sushi. Do you want sushi? <laughs> well, and I got that little piece of information. I have to, we have to give a shout out and you'll, you'll say his name, Bulent Mustafa. Is that right? Do I have that even close? He's the, Say that again. Bulent Mustafa, the owner of OB's Music UK. Is that, is that oh, ring? Oh, I don't know if, if you're saying it correctly. I, no, I'm, I'm sure, sure I'm butchering it. <laughs> B-O-U-L-E-N-T. And he's got yeah, uh, OB's sure. Music Bullet. UK. And he supports uh, under the radar artists. But at any rate, uh, he, he, you were featured in an article he did from Music Crowns. And that came. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So, but anyway, so yeah, shout out to him, however I butchered his name. Well, let's cue up, if we could, uh, the last song we're going to feature, which is uh, a love letter to Hayden, I believe. Is that right? That's correct. It was my boyfriend at the time. Ah, very cool. Insane love. Well, we gotta. he must have been a very good boyfriend. He became your husband and you wrote Insane Love. So let's feature that if we could, Waheed. When the whole hands touch... My heart melts For your warm touch That leaves me stupidly insane For your love You can call me crazy But I'm falling for you Confusion here 
Love letter to, at the time, boyfriend Hayden. Uh, Lauren Lee, talk about uh, writing that song and what pro- what part of the relationship were you in when you wrote the song? Early, late, middle. I think I, I think in the middle. Yeah, middle to late. Yeah, ah, gotcha. <laughs> um, and he produced yeah. it, and then so, he produced hey, it. No, not this one. Oh, I was okay. part of a. A, a project yeah. called The Motive, and then we had to write a song. Okay. It was a whole production as well. So yeah. that's where the song came. Uh-huh. Yeah, how the song came about. Are they like, you need to write something? Yeah. I was like, okay, what do I write about? And then I wrote the, the song to Aiden. Yeah. Um, so the reason why I wrote that song, um, it says in the lyrics, you can call me crazy, but I'm falling for you. Yeah. So the reason why... I wrote it is because I had so many heartbreaks, you know, oh, <laughs> and finally, yeah. yeah, and so finally someone comes yeah. where to the point he really, he really likes this guy, really likes me and he, he says he loves me and yeah. I'm like, no, this can't be, it was, it was too good to be true because ah. of all the guys I had. So there was a lot of walls that he had to climb yeah. over in order to really get to me. Yeah. And yeah, it was it was sad for him in the sense like he has to break walls down that he didn't even build. You know what I mean? So that's <laughs> self-doubt. Was, yeah. yeah. So, self-doubt. Creep. It was self-doubt. I'm like, no, yeah. the other guys did this. Why won't you do this? Because mm-hmm. youth as a girl, whoever, when people break up with you, then you think like, what's wrong with yeah, you? Because right. there was no explanation given. They're like, oh, it's just not working. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. So I was just waiting for something bad to happen and for us to break up. But now we married. <laughs> wow. How many years now? So, yeah. How many years together? This year we for, we married for five years wow. now. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And what, what's the most difficult thing, Lauren Lee, about being married to someone you also work with and collaborate with? What What's the... The most difficult thing. Yeah. <laughs> and so when I, 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 I'm very um, stubborn, you know? Uh, so when Aiden is telling me, you need to sing that voice. I'm like, no, but why do I need to sing that voice? I, I'm not getting it. It's not sticking to my head because I'm like, I'm hearing something else. Yeah. He's like, I'm telling you, you need to sing that. So uh, that's when we butt heads. Okay. And I know deep down he's right because yeah. he knows what he's talking about yeah. and I'm just being stubborn and being in my feels because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like getting frustrated I'm not getting it and he's like just relax don't think so hard about yeah. it let's do it again and we do it again and I get frustrated because it's taking so long this is a take that I had to go very quickly but it's taking so long but it's it's that I think that's the only frustrating part yeah but other than that he's a very calm person so he it takes it takes him quite a while to get upset. But I think I, I can get him, he can get very upset with me. Yeah. <laughs> and then did you have to kind of separate, you have to put a wall up, I, I would imagine, where you, when you go home, then you check out, or is it always blended? Does the do the two relationships always blend? Um. So 
for example, like I told you, he, he likes giving advice. He likes helping. Yep. So when when he gives me advice on something that I that I need to now like take note of, I get upset because I know he's speaking the truth, uh. and I'll get very upset. But I know he's speaking the truth and just trying to help me. So I think it's a mix mixture of both. But when we so we have a home studio, yeah. So uh, we don't leave the house. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, okay. We're working together. Yeah. It's, but it's a nice environment and because like Luca, when we record the songs, we just pop in headphones for him. Yep. And he'll sit quietly throughout because he really loves music. Mm-hmm. So he'll sit, he'll either have the headphones on or he'll look at us and you'll just be quiet. And if you ask him to sing to him with my concern, He'll sing it to you because he knows it because oh, he's been here with the whole recording yeah. process. So you see yeah, so him uh, as potential musician down the road, Luca, because he loves it so, so much. I think so. Yeah. He loves it so much. He loves it. Um, so at the time, he was a Bruno Mars fan and he still uh, says uh, when he sees a Bruno Mars picture yeah. that he's Bruno Mars because he also has an afro oh, going. Oh, he has yeah. as curly as well. He's yeah. like... I'm Bruno Mars. Oh, look at that. <laughs> I love it. Well, <laughs> so, yeah. Most, yeah, Silk Sonic specifically. So, you know, it's the whole album. I'm not telling a word of a lie. He knows the whole album. I love but it. But it's, yeah, it's, it's Hayden's fault. So, whenever Hayden, <laughs> so Hayden listens to anything and everything, any type of music from rock, from yeah. pop, from, I promise you, any kind of music yeah. he loves. Because he, he says he needs to listen to different types sure. of music to to get influenced to yeah, produce songs. Right, yeah, right. yeah, and broadening his horizon to other good music. So I love so it. then he'll play a song, like a new song, because I don't know what type of musician I am. I don't go out to listen to new songs. Yeah. Aiden brings the new songs. <laughs> so you'll be like, <laughs> so you'll be like, okay, this is a new song. You guys must check it out. Then you'll, you'll be playing it all the time in the house. And then Luca catches oh, on. And then Luca like will, now, yeah, yeah. yes, like now he's been playing Tori Kelly's song, a new song, Missing You, ever since it came out, and Luca knows the song. Oh, so, I love it. Yeah. Well, speaking <laughs> of Luca, I know uh, you have got to attend to him, so we're out of time. But two things yeah. I want to uh, leave with. One, I want to uh, give a shout, or shout out to Hans Zimmer. Hans, uh, if you're listening and to this podcast, and we hope you do, Lauren Lee would love to collaborate with you. Uh, her movie or your movie, Lion King, that you were a composer of, is one of her favorites. I, if I have that right, Lauren Lee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Hans, collaborate with Lauren Lee, and then Lauren Lee, what's uh, what's next? What an EP well, coming up so at the end of the year, maybe? Definitely, that's that's the plan. But we're already working on a on a special song, something close to my heart as well. It's a it's a foundation that I'm part part of. So we, we I'm trying to we're busy writing like some sort of a theme song for whenever we go to the schools and do our thing. And that's yeah. the new New Heritage Foundation. That's correct. That's the New Heritage Foundation. So you're gonna do a, <laughs> a song for that. Very cool. Yes. And then an EP. Yeah. Will that be on the EP with these three, or is that the vision? Yeah, the vision, I don't know, Hayden has a different vision. He's like, I think you should start from scratch. Ah, All new songs. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. So stay tuned is basically what I'm hearing. Yes, stay tuned <laughs> for, for new things. <laughs> I love it. Well, this has been fascinating. Great music, beautiful voice, and incredible love story uh, all the way around to, to Luca, 
to yourself and to Hayden. And we need more love in the world, I think, than ever before. And Lauren yeah. Lee, you and I will circle back around to coordinate uh, if it if it's possible and, and you think it makes sense, uh, that donation to the hospital where Luca was born. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Michael. God bless you. God bless Hayden and Luca. We are out of here. Thank Michael Litton, the last DJ on Ride the Vibe. <laughs> Bye-bye.